right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Open Bottle Syndrome. My name is Brett Crawford. That's at Brett underscore C-R-A on Instagram. I'm the social media director for Metro Smart Bar and G-Man. And uh, Mike Van Meter, beverage director, partner, uh, Bangers and Lace. Social media is uh, at Van, the letter one, G. And I'm David Baxo. You can find me on Instagram at David Baxo. Um, I'm a chef in Chicago and uh, creative director as well. And we collectively are your hosts. So strap in, grab a beer, and ride along. Tonight, what are we drinking tonight? Let's do a can check. I'm drinking uh, the champagne of beers. Ooh, Miller High Life. High Life. Mike, you too. What the hell? I I found some old... uh... (laughs) Of those big old champagne bottle high lifes from like Christmas. Dang. So I brought one of those home. I think I got some high life in the fridge. Maybe. I'll, well, all right. I'm going to drink what I brought first. I got the uh, Oscar Blues Cano Bliss IPA, tropical India pale ale, r- ringing in at 7.2 ABV. So let's hope we don't have a repeat of the Three Floyds last week. You know, all the Oscar Blues cans. Uh, they're from Ball, like they're partnered with Ball. Yeah. Cheers, guys. But boom. Oh, that's Cheers. right. But boom. Uh, Cheers. All of them have rush holes on them Ooh. to smoke out of. Oh, they really do? Mm-hmm. Nice. How about that? Yeah, it's a small, like, pinky-sized uh, piece of, like, gold circle. You can rip it, that thing. Oh have you God. tested it out, Mike? <sighs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love, I'm a big Oscar Blues fan. I was, there was a year probably in college where all I drank was like Dale's Pale Ale with a couple of my buddies. Shout out one time Sean Derry. Shout out one time Cameron Birdsall. Shout out to the homies. Hell yeah. What's your, uh, what's your second favorite aside from Dale's? I'm really digging this can of Bliss right now. Yeah. It's like super fruity, uh, but like in a nice kind of dry way. Like it's not like... I feel like some IPAs that are tropical kind of, you know, they can get like a little too uh, sweet. And this is, this is a little more kind of like, you know, whatever that, whatever that means. Yeah. My favorite thing uh, to drink at House of Blues, since everything's so overpriced there would be uh, Dale's Pale Ale. (laughs) I feel like it was the most bang for the buck that you could get there. Hell yeah. Well, dude, they got those 20 ounce silo cans, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're paying basically the same thing for that uh in like Coors Light so yeah I mean I think it's what is it it's like 1350 for a giant Coors Light and 1550 for a giant Dales yeah (laughs) Yeah. Jesus and then and then you can get like the 19.2 ounce white claw for like 20 bucks which we did that one time. which we did (laughs) we we are guilty as charged god at this point man I'd go to a show anywhere and pay any amount of money for a fucking beer I'll be right there with you. Yeah, yeah. For a while there, I was drinking uh, Oscar Blues Old Chub uh, here and there, but it was it's pretty boozy. So is that the Scotch ale? Yeah, that um, Scottish Scotch ale. I think it is. Yeah, like I almost but, got uh, that one. I think that's got the black the black can. I feel like they've changed their can since maybe I was drinking it. I can't recall what it looked like specifically. I've had that, I've had the Pinner a lot. That's like a really good like crushable summer IPA. Dude, Pinner's what's up, man. That and uh, Mama's Little Yellow Pills are yeah, I think very that's tight. It. that one's good. 
I, I think I remember when that came out and everyone was like, whoa, Dale's got a Pilsner. Fuck yeah, dude. All uh, day slammers. All day. I'm also sipping on uh, some Woodford Reserve uh, whiskey right here. So, How many airplane bottles did that come rather. from? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> uh, I gave those a break. Um, I dove into uh, this uh, select barrel uh, back uh, maybe four years ago. I went down to Kentucky with uh, a few people at a restaurant bar that I worked at. And we uh, came up with something down there, so I'm sitting on a couple bottles still of that. So damn, that's a nice flex. Yeah, you know, I just happen to have some stuff straight from the source. However, I'll, I'm trying not to blow through it so quickly during this quarantine. But you know, like it's like Perfect. we were saying last week, dude. Like if you got it, smoke them if you got them, right? Like who knows? Yeah. Did you guys see the, uh, I think it was today, Pritzker was saying that this is probably going to go in like well through May now. I uh, kind of expected that, <laughs> to be honest. Same. Based, based on uh, every time I go to the grocery store, like you were mentioning earlier, um, people aren't really taking it seriously and there hasn't been that much progression from the federal side, it seems like. So yeah, I don't know. It's tough, man. That's why I'm I'm just planning for August. So if it happens sooner, I'll just be uh, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's a good way to be. Just set your expectations very low, and if anything good happens, then you'll be excited. Yeah, that's typically how I roll. At this point, why not? What were your expectations for the last dance, and were they met? Um, I only watched the first episode. I'm. For those unfamiliar, The Last Dance is a 10-part documentary series uh, from ESPN and Netflix uh, covering the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. Um, I watched the first episode. Uh, It was pretty good. My expectations were through the roof, so I feel like they were met. Um, I'm trying to lower them for the next ones, but it's crazy. It's 10 parts. Uh, I can't believe they're going to cover it this much stuff mike have you watched the whole thing uh no i saw one part of it but dude i I loved it um i didn't know that it was happening until the morning of i had never heard anything about it uh i saw some people talking about it on social media i'm like oh what the fuck is this and uh yeah came back home after working and put that on and just sat in front of the couch being like, oh, shit. You know, kind of watching some of the stuff that if you paid attention to all of it, you you kind of knew what was going down, but it was behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And for them to just, like, you know, put it straight out there is pretty cool to watch. Definitely. Did, did you grow up in a household uh, that watched the Chicago Bulls? For sure. Um, I think when I was, you know, single digits up until – like slightly past that, probably 12, 13, um, every Christmas when we would come downstairs, my parents would have a, a cardboard life-size Michael Jordan cutout, uh, like as a stand. No I way. He'd be, hold, he'd be holding four tickets in his hand for the Christmas game. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, cool. So we went to plenty of those. And, you know, uh, obviously we were at the United Center. I grew up playing hockey, so watching the Hawks too. And, dude, 
crazy shit. That sounds awesome. I I unfortunately grew up in Kansas City where we didn't have a basketball team. So the NBA was not something that I really ever followed. We followed like college basketball. Like we were big KU basketball fans and March Madness was like our our big thing that we got excited about. My dad would surprise us with like tickets to Allen Fieldhouse, which is where the the Jayhawks play. Mm. But I didn't know about the last dance thing until I opened Twitter like what yesterday or the day before and saw all these tweets about it and like all these cool photographs and memes and shit and I just was like man I'm gonna have to carve out like two whole evenings and watch this like straight through yeah it should be cool from someone who didn't grow up um watching the Bulls or have Michael Jordan in their home all the time like for for you to like really um be surprised by a lot of this stuff i think it'll be cool yeah for sure i mean i was definitely aware of his influence and like you know you hear the stories that the they were getting fined like every time he would wear his jordans on the court and stuff and like then everyone you know the conversation lately about you know lebron versus jordan and all that stuff and i don't really have an opinion on any of that unfortunately but it's cool, man. I mean, I'm definitely excited to watch it. You can't bring it up and not have an opinion. You have to pick one right I now. I mean, Jordan's the GOAT, dude. <laughs> like, Good answer. Like, come on. <laughs> that's my opinion. But as I said, I'm, edu- I'm uneducated on it. So that's just one Kansas boy's opinion. So had I known, educated. <laughs> had I known we were going to talk about this, I, I would have been prepared to show you guys some stuff. I, I have this tote in storage downstairs of all my Michael Jordan stuff from when I was young. I have a crazy collection of Michael Jordan shit. Wow. Damn. Uh, what do you got? Give us a short list if you can remember. Um, a lot of most cards that he uh, was, um, his cards, trading cards. Um, Space Jam action figures, of nice. course. Nice. Um, dude, I don't even know. I got to break that open. I got to see what's in it. It's been a while. It's been years since I opened it. You could probably just like keep it sealed and sell it on eBay. Yeah, right. This is true. Yeah, it's kind of genius timing. I don't know if um, how long the whole thing's like you know been planned out and I don't know ready to go or if it's if they're kind of editing things together still just because of quarantine and there's no sports. But dude, it's very opportunistic of them to to launch it right now because everybody's tuned in. Nobody's got. Football, basketball, hockey, no. soccer, nothing. I mean, all these sports teams are just, like, playing old games, you know, like legacy games and stuff like that. It's all just a bunch of reruns. Yeah, it's super weird. Like, you take one end of, you know, this whole documentary or whatever you want to call it about the Bulls from the 90s. It's, like, the most current thing going on right now. And football teams who don't even know if they're – season is going to be a thing are still making trades and like putting their teams together. Like Gronkowski, I think just got traded to the bucks yeah, today oh, wow. to be with Tom Brady. No kidding. Came out of retirement. Is the season even going to happen? Wow. Maybe that's just a good move is like you just come out of retirement and like sign a contract knowing inside, like this isn't, isn't going to happen and they have to pay you something. And, and then next year you're like, nah, never mind. I mean, who knows, man? I'm sure he's got a fucking great manager. Maybe he's got a great um, manager assistant like The Rock in that show Ballers. 
Oh, did he Very become true. the manager though? I don't even know. I watched like three episodes of that show and I was over it. Speaking of wrestling, have you seen <laughs> the John Cena commercials for uh, that insurance company? Oh, Experian. <laughs> Dude, they're awesome. Dude, they're Damn. so bizarre. I'm not um, missing out. Dude, yeah, he's like, um, I'll I'll spare you the gory details, but he's like riding a bull and like whispering into people and shit. It's like bizarre. Also, it's weird seeing John <laughs> Cena with hair. Yeah, looks a little oh, bit okay. too much like Mark Wahlberg now. I knew something was different. I couldn't point out what though. Yeah, now you know. It's his. It's his mop of hair. He pulled a Nurlocker. Yeah. Right. Restore. If you're from Chicago, you understand that joke. Guys, I'm about to crack open this double high life here. Let's Cheers. hear it. Cheers. Ooh. <laughs> I gotta get like some foley in here and just start dropping in like sound effects like we're a fucking Saturday morning cartoon. It's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. With all that out of the way, let's check in on our weekly good shit report. Who wants to start? I've been making cookies. I made cookies twice. Hell yeah. Within, I think, the last time we guys we talked. What kind of cookies? Take, take me through the tasting menu. So I feel like there's no better time than now to experiment in the kitchen. That's kind of how I cook anyways. I don't really follow recipes as much as I should sometimes. But um, I've just been throwing in what I have. So I made German chocolate cookies. I just had to pick up some coconut for that. And then uh, the other day I made... Um, Chocolate, coffee, graham cracker cookies. That's what I had. And they were fucking awesome. Chocolate, coffee, graham cracker cookies. Yeah. Where do you get off? Who gave you permission? My cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I think the weed gave him permission. Yeah, right. Honestly, that factors in a lot. I like baking when I'm stoned. Uh, I don't really like baking when I'm not, so. There you go. It is it is quite therapeutic, I would say, because it's all just kind of yeah. like measuring and following instructions. Once you, once you get into it, uh, it's relaxing for sure. Nice, Michael. What about you? Um, what have I been making? Well, what's your good shit? Oh, it's my good shit report. Uh, man, I don't have too much to report. It's kind of been uh copy paste weeks for me. Yeah. Um. I've been I've been painting a lot more though. That's definitely good shit. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned that last week. Have you been feeling like you're a little more confident now that you've been doing it more? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just is kind of like progressive painting to painting. Um, they all kind of like grow into like little parents of each other and like say more gradually each time and whatnot. So nice. I think they're getting like smarter and more complex for sure. And, um, I don't know. I, I just keep kind of, I curate them at home, like on a, on a wall and change everything and move stuff. And, um, I've kind of just established a new routine and, um, I don't know. It's been fun. It's, it's been, a, it's been a good time for sure. Um, nice. I wish I had more space to do it, but I mean, dude, getting locked in here and kind of doing the same thing every day too is um good to just kind of like narrow down uh and like fine tune some stuff as well so yeah well, are you, you doing them daily or 
Yeah, I'll kind of paint. I'll get up, uh, kind of like brush my teeth, maybe shower, you know, low-key stuff, made a, make a pot of coffee. I'll probably paint two, three hours, you know, maybe four. It's kind of off and on, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, kind of living and painting simultaneously, and they influence each other, I suppose. But, yeah, I'll I'll paint every day, and if I'm not, I'll make more canvases to you know, do them the next day. I didn't realize that you're making your own canvases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll stretch everything and pop them down and, you know. Wow. That's much yeah. more labor intensive than I expected it to be. It's, um, I don't know. I'm sure it's, you know, you could cross over it into like a chef's world of, you know, buying this ingredient versus that one kind of just makes more sense to you. So sure, you can kind of make it your own and, I don't know. I've got an odd little process with all of it. So uh, keeping that in tune is, you know, Dave talks about like therapeutic bacon cookies. I, my therapy for me is, you know, pounding some uh, staples and stuff into some wood and canvas. Nice. Good for you, man. I mm-hmm. uh, I don't have too much. I did come see. I did uh, come and do pickup from Bangers within the last week. So I got to see you, Mike. Um we shot the shit from opposite ends of the bar while I was waiting for my my food to come. Uh, yeah. That was definitely good, like human interaction. And then um, last night I uh, ordered from a Mexican restaurant on North Avenue called Chema Number Two, Chema Restaurant Number Two. Um, I found them on Grubhub. They were close. They uh, were letting me do carryout. So I just took a walk, like a little over a half mile each way, and picked it up. I haven't had guacamole prepared by someone else in like seven weeks at this point. So it was like so nice to just like nosh on some guac. Um, but that was that was I think like the last meal that I'm planning on like not cooking myself for a little while i kind of like i was having my com well i was having a conversation with tessa the other day about how when all this started it was like kind of a temporary thing you know like oh we're gonna be inside for the next two weeks and so we got in the habit of buying like canned goods and boxed goods and frozen goods and not as much like fresh you know, produce or fresh meat or anything like that. And I think that we never really kind of reassessed our like buying. So yesterday I just sat down and like went through my, like I saved things on Instagram, like recipes and stuff from like food blogs that I follow. And I just like went through and like selected some random recipes and like wrote a menu for, for the week, like Tuesday through Monday. Um, and I wrote out all the ingredients that we needed and like all the spices and produce and all that shit. And then went to, uh, Cermak produce over on Northern California today. I woke up early to try and beat the crowd too. Did you beat them? I think so. I mean, there definitely weren't that many people in there, but like Mm -hmm. it was so odd because there were like people our age 
who had, you know, masks and gloves and like were being courteous. And then there were people who were like older folks, you know, and they would have like a mask, but they'd be like pulled down or like they'd have a glove, but they'd be like touching their phone and touching their face. And they were like, didn't care about the social distancing. Like this old woman just like came and stood right next to me as I was waiting at the meat counter. And I'm just like, dude, how, how are we going to, how are we going to get through this in a decent amount of time if people can't even like listen to the fucking guidelines like they're very simple you know mm. yeah definitely they need to make a fucking internet course so everybody can watch it or some shit i suppose right it'll be like the bassett but for social distancing <laughs> yeah like everyone you gotta pay for it too <laughs> yeah it's 15 bucks <laughs> and like the government will know if your bank account doesn't clear it and then they'll like tax you on it or like fine you if you don't take this fucking course but that being said, I got all my stuff, got home, and uh, tonight I made uh, Bon Appetit's chimichurri skirt steak. Um, mm. Oh, so nice. I think I got home around like one or two, and then uh, had a work call, and then I uh, made the chimichurri sauce around three. Marinated the meat in it until about seven, and then just. You're supposed to cook it on the grill, but I forgot I don't have any charcoal and I didn't have any at the grocery store. So I just threw it on the cast iron skillet, you know, um, charred it up. And then I just kept a hot pan in the oven. And as I was getting these pieces of skirt steak done, just throw them in there. I had the oven on like 250 just to keep everything warm. And then, uh, you know, a little bit of rice, a little bit of black bean, some cilantro, and then that extra chimichurri sauce just drizzle it over there it was really good oh yeah i can uh, this is part of your uh the menu you're uh, putting together oh yeah i was i was so Night like one? yeah my menu um like i'm planning out my weeks you know like i'm doing meal planning but like i'm calling them like menus um like it's all kind of like tonight is you know steak chimichurri tomorrow i'm gonna make uh uh, a red curry tofu and then Damn. i got some i got <laughs> i bought like two and a half pounds of salmon fresh salmon and um a couple different chili glazes um so i might make one and then use these bottled ones and do like a little bit of a salmon chili glaze shootout um i was just saying uh you're mentioning something completely different each night and i think that's important to do um, if you can um, switching it up at the house so things don't become so monotonous um, well that was part of the thing too that like sparked this because my friend Megan who I've been friends with for years she posted like her this is kind of like her menu idea and it was like she's like I'm going to turn my grocery list into like a nightly thing and I saw that and I was just like you know what dude like I've had frozen pizza the last three fucking nights like I can't this is not good for me, you know? Yeah. Like we, we can How do you make your list. So I just started and I put, you know, the next seven days, I wrote it on Monday. So I, I put, mean, is it like digitally or are you writing it down or no, I've got a, a legal pad that lives on my coffee table in my living room Sick. with a pen stuffed in the top. And like, if I ever have like a funny idea or like a song idea, or like if someone, text me or whatever like things i don't want to forget i just write on this legal pad um so i like was sitting here yesterday doing some work 
and I saw, you know, when I was slacking off on Instagram, she had like posted this and I was like, I'm just going to do this right now and like spend an hour planning out good food for the week that I can just prepare myself. Cause I have most of the ingredients, like all the spices and stuff. So it's really just like, okay, I need to buy more salmon. I need to buy more, you know, crushed tomato. Um, but I pretty much just, I, you know, look at the days and then I'm like, what would be, what's a meal that I wanted to cook that I just haven't. Yep. And I'll either find a recipe that I already had or I'll Google it and like, look at like all recipes or shit like that. And you're kind of like, curating your own dinner experience or are there different uh meals throughout the day too it's are you only doing breakfast or lunch or no um T- tessa made two super good loaves of banana bread over the weekend so that's pretty much breakfast for the week um you know like come out get the coffee slice off a piece of banana bread throw it in the throw it in the microwave a couple seconds get it a little moist and then lunch kind of like dave said last week like maybe just a snack or leftovers Mm -hmm. um and then dinner you know i'll start prepping dinner at like five get all my ingredients ready start cooking by like six and then around seven hopefully have dinner time um but i i i I just i wanted to create a series of things that i like eating out that i can also make in um and then like riff on it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so i think that's just been a challenge for me because i have so much idle time now and popping a frozen pizza in the oven and turning on netflix and drinking a six-pack is easy to do every <laughs> night of the week until yeah. i have to go outside and i put my jeans on and i'm like oh shit like these are tight <laughs> And not in like a cool tight. Like I can't button the top button and feel comfortable tight. <laughs> yeah. So would my... you ever want to? Oh, sorry, Dave. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. It's all good. So Brett, would you ever want to do these meals for a group when things return back to normal? A hundred percent, dude. I'm not trying to toot my own horn right now, but this chimichurri I made tonight slaps. Damn. And I and I guarantee, like it for me was like an eight out of ten. And I guarantee, if I had like a charcoal grill, game over. Yeah. Yeah. Also, aside, I bought the huge, like fourteen inch Il Milagro burrito tortillas today, and I'm gonna make <laughs> some real wild burritos later in the week. Dude, I did the same thing. <laughs> I've never bought them before. I've always been like, no, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're the XLs, right, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're just huge. Like I, Tessa pulled them out of the bag, and she's like, "What the fuck are these?" Yeah, I actually, I went to make a breakfast burrito like three days ago with one of those, and I overstuffed it. Oh my god! And the thing just fucking crumbled. I'm like, dude, how fat am I that I overstuffed <laughs> this shit for breakfast? I mean, they say it's I ate it with important. a fucking fork and knife. Good for you. Just like eggs, black bean, chorizo kind of breakfast burrito. Dude, I, I yeah, I put a, uh, ha- I did a, like a, a layer of hash browns at the bottom with oh. refried beans. Um, I did some like soft scramble eggs and, you know, some veggies and whatever. Uh, garlic, onion, um, green pepper, tomato, something like that probably. Big old layer of cheese and whatnot. And I kind of 
Oh, and bacon strips. Ooh. Six or eight of those fucking things. So, needless to say, the thing's like six inches tall. <laughs> and I kind of look at it in the pen and go, hmm, I'll try for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I folded the top together and I went to squeeze the sides and everything just came out. Ugh. So I just had another pan ripping hot and I, I charred them. Yeah. But the ends were exploding, so I just fork and knifed it. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully when all this is over, I'll have like a a menu that I can like do like host dinner parties and have people come over and try this stuff. Yeah, I was I spent like three hours outside today cleaning up like my back deck patio area. And I the whole time I was thinking like, fuck, I just want to have people over. Yeah, have little dinner parties or whatever, you know? Yeah, dude. Um, so you might have to make some of those chimichurri things, bring them over. The thing is, too, is, like, that recipe is so simple, and, like, you can marinate that meat for up to, like, 12 hours. Um, I really want to put orange juice in it next time. Um, Like, just fresh squeeze, you know, like, have a couple oranges and just, like, put it in there and give it a little spice, but... um. The Bon Appetit recipe that I used, um, they kind of they kind of leave it open to whatever you want to do, which is like, like that's what we were kind of saying earlier. Is like I want to be able to like give someone give me a guideline and then like let me riff on it. Like if I know that I really love serrano peppers, like let me use that instead of like an Anaheim, you know, or like a more mild pepper. Um, because I can get wild with that shit. You need a, like a little bit of comfort, and then you say, "All right, bon appetit." Let me take over. Yeah, listen here, Brad Leone. On that note, it's time to take a drink. It's time to take a drink. Cheers. Cheers. Doing. <sighs> uh oh! I already killed my can. I've been drinking this can like in the last the first fifteen minutes of this podcast. When everything opens up and I go back out in public, I'm going to be a lush. It's going to be so awkward going out in public again, I why, think. Why do you me. say that? Because I'm going to have to put on pants and I'm just not used to it. <laughs> What's your wardrobe no, right um, now, Dave? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually wearing pants. Um, no, I was thinking about like going to a show whenever that comes. Uh, it's going to be awkward, but I can't wait till it happens. I, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. I was talking with Tessa too about just like we we went for a walk the other day and we noticed that like we naturally want to avoid people now because we've been doing this distancing thing for six weeks, and it's like what are we gonna do when like okay bars are open and like you know if you've been tested and or if you're asymptomatic or whatever like you can come to the bar you know like what. Am I gonna go? Am I gonna be too afraid? I'm gonna be like, no, nah, fuck all that, dude. Like, some asshole's gonna show up and they're gonna be sick and then I'm gonna die. Well, you you mentioned earlier um, going to bangers, having human interaction, like actual human interaction was good. And many of us, like myself, haven't had much of that. Um, so when that time comes, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I can't wait for it, but it's also going to be super weird. Are you scared? No, uh, not not any more scared than I am that people aren't taking proper precautions currently. Um, but no, I, I'm hopeful for it. It's just going to be it's going to be different, and uh, I'm just mentally preparing myself for that. Yeah, 
Mike, what about you? Um, I don't know. I, I think the the true test of it all kind of come down to returning returning to your normal season. Going like, okay, let's say you uh, let's say you go out and you you see you know blank and blank at the bar. That nor- that person you normally like come up to and you go, oh hey, how you been? And you give a hug to. Yeah. Like, is that your first response still, or do you hesitate that and go? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know? I agree with that. That's a, that's where I'm at. Like, even seeing you and like you let me in the door, and I like waited for you to like walk away from the door before I even came in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you did that so. before to Mike, though. Before any of this happened, <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep Mike at a six feet distance at all times. <laughs> no, yeah, you, so, those hugs are going to be reserved for um, like your top your top eight. Yeah, we're, right. We're going back to MySpace days. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think Top four. I mean, I feel bad for anyone going through this shit alone right now. Like I can't imagine not being able to like hug a roommate or a partner or you know, like your folks or something like or you know, even a cat or a dog or an animal like you know, I definitely have people on my timeline that are like fucking losing it. And then I have people that aren't losing it. Um, you know, it's not everybody, but like, it's a different situation for everybody. I crave social interaction. So if I were holed up alone, I'd be, I would not be doing this right now. I'd be like painting my entire apartment and myself using my body. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful picture. <laughs> Just live streaming on Instagram. Like, please give me attention. You should do that anyways. People would pay. Yeah, you should open an OnlyFans. Oh my god. I don't have a I don't have a good enough butt for an OnlyFans. You're like Brett the blue guy and you just paint your body in blue and you just slap yourself on your walls all day or some weird shit like that. I just, just bulk blue yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I bulk buy white sheets on Amazon and then I just like set up blue paint cannons in my bedroom and like splat myself with paint every day <laughs> all right real quick i want i i had to, i had to step away for a second to join the high life ranks so please yeah cheers to all our high life cheers cheers i don't know wait you've been we've been Brett, talk- you have a can i have a can dave's got a bottle and i have a double bottle we're all we're the highlight family right now. We're we're in all bases here. Damn, I wish I about tall boys. Also, Brett, you're a sinner for drinking that out of a can. Come on. I bought a 30 pack because I didn't want to go to the liquor store again. <laughs> it's all about bulk buying, dude. I don't have a Costco membership. If you're going to bulk high life, you go light in a can. Dude, I, well, we had that conversation a few weeks ago. That's my go to. But the, the liquor store by my house. I literally went and bought margarita mix and a 30-pack of PBR and a 30-pack of High Life, and I was like, I don't want to go back here for a week. That's fair. We were mentioning The Last Dance earlier, and you guys were talking about that. What else are you guys watching, or is it all just basketball? No, uh, I've been on the Netflix grind. Um been watching Money Heist. Nice. Which is a... Uh, it's a Hispanic show. Um, it's 
all subtitled and it's like this group that's uh robbing this uh, mint vault and uh it's kind of like a crime thriller part comedy uh you know you grow to get the cast and you kind of i i relate it kind of like game of thrones you you know uh i enjoy like everybody's least favorite person you know yeah so i love like the bad bad guy who's like kind of charming uh like, like little finger or something like that oh like little F- i was gonna say Tyrion, or like Tyrion, yeah um anyone on that show yeah pretty much and every nobody knows each other they're all kind of brought into this situation um as strangers and you never learn anybody's names nor do they except um they call each other by cities so like oh. Berlin and Tokyo and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Wait, is this at all like that Ryan Reynolds movie that came out a few months ago? Um, what's that? Uh, never mind. It doesn't matter. But it's it <laughs> sounds like the same thing where it's like no one, no no real names. Like no one can get close. No one can know who the, each other are. Huh. I'm not sure, but um, <clears throat> you, you grow to like, you know, kind of pick your favorites, or at least I did, and um. Uh, it's like four parts and uh, equate what you will to like what a part is or a you know season or an episode and uh, what have you. Um, they're all 45 minutes long and um, it's definitely been taking me for a spin. And I've, I've been keeping up, you know, like four hours a day, like watching four or five episodes to try and uh, stay in tune with all the, the happenings of it it's one of those where you, you really have to watch it and pay attention and yeah um like know the details to like really see it for what it is mm. uh, it's not like a background noise thing it's you know you're, you're pretty in there with it so that's definitely been keeping me afloat active listening is key Did yeah it? it i mean the strange thing with it all is so my my spanish game is mild at this point but at one point in time i was pretty brushed up on it um like in high school and whatever and taking it for years um now it's you know reading a lot of the subtitles so you kind of have to you know at some points rewind to kind of really yeah you know netflix will like skip certain parts of it and you have to go oh what the fuck did they say you know um but everybody acts so well in it like i think these people who are in it who, who i aren't i'm not aware of but I'm sure, like in a different community, they might be. Um, sure. It's it's a fucking good show. Damn, it's called Money Heist, yeah. and it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Cue that one up. Ironically, my older brother used to watch the Spanish Network Channel when he would spend the summers with my family and I in Kansas. And my dad was like, finally one day, he's like, "Are you studying Spanish?" And he's like, "No, the chicks on these shows are just way hotter." <laughs> uh dave what are you watching um well i was coming out of watching some you know thriller dramas um currently i'm watching more uplifting comedic shows uh i'm revisiting community community uh with joel McHale and great everybody show. else uh chevy chase um joy and abed in the morning <laughs> cool 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 <laughs> um yeah i've been watching community again um just usually like have it on during the day while i'm doing something else um 
Ash versus Evil Dead. I'm revisiting that too. Nice. Um, and uh, the the Great British Baking Show. Um, Welcome. Sometimes uh, it's really horrible um, as far as the hosts go, but um, I like cooking shows. So Wait, what season are you watching? Uh, I'm not sure which one it is. Um, I think it is season seven. Is is Noel Current. on it? I'm so bad with the names. Noel uh, is the the long haired dude that wears like ladies' shirts. Oh yeah, he's like uh fake. Yeah, dude, hilarious. he's fucking hilarious. He was in the Mighty Boosh. Okay. That yeah, that like made crazy. old Greg and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. That's what caught my attention. Um my partner would have it on. And I was, I look over and I'm like, who's this fucking guy that looks like Trent Reznor on this <laughs> fucking bright <laughs> British baking show? Um, but uh, yeah, I've been watching some happier shit. Um, aside good. from my, you know, my staples such as WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Oh you yeah, know, weekly. So yeah, you gotta you gotta change it up from dudes in in little tiny speedos every once in a while, right? <laughs> Never. All oiled up and muscular, brother. Plenty <laughs> um, of time stops. to think about that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got no time to myself. <laughs> I unfortunately have been watching... Uh, I mentioned this in the podcast last week as a joke, but it is very real. I have been sucked into the Vanderpump Rules world uh, of Bravo trash reality television. It's a solid one. My uh, my very good friend Rob, uh, shout out Rob Schulte, uh, hosts a podcast called Vanderpump Robs, and it slowly worked its way through our friend group uh, to where I had I think mentioned it like tangentially to Tessa, and she was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch this this most recent season because I guess she used to casually watch like years ago when it came out. So anyways, we start watching and I start talking with my, 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 my homies and now all of us are watching it. And like, Wait, that one's, uh, has to do with the serving staff at a bar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. So like it follows the, the lives of the staff at Sur in Los Angeles, which is not in fact named after something spanish but it stands for sexy unique restaurant oh of course uh (laughs) i mean i feel like i feel like it has like been my uh (laughs) my my prescription for like in real life drama that i would like find myself in either at the workplace or at a you know any social event like any argument and anything like that that i would get in with people however farcical like this i just watch other people do it and they're all very (laughs) attractive and i've spent a lot of money on plastic surgery (laughs) which i wish i could do a little nip a little talk i'd be a i'd be a solid five out of 50 um i digress but yeah i've been watching that and then um I why <laughs> this is this is another kind of well I don't know if it's embarrassing as much as it is stupid. The other night Perfect. I watched four all four Death Wish movies with Charles Bronson oh, in a row. 
That's awesome. They're all on Amazon Prime, and they're all about an hour and a half long, and they pretty much follow the exact same formula. <laughs> and I just watched. I just turned it on, and then it was like, "Do you want to watch the second one?" I was like, "Yeah." And then it's like, "You want to watch the third one?" I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Which one was your favorite? <laughs> I think the third one when he's in. I th- it's either the third or the fourth when he's in L.A. and he like wakes up in this fever dream and like the acting in it just gets worse in like every movie. And like the reason that he goes on a killing spree gets dumber in every movie. And I think the third one is when they reintroduce his daughter who was in the first one, who's been like living in a mental asylum. Oh, so she comes back. Yeah. She comes back and then she gets roughed up by some dudes again and then like kills herself by jumping out of the fourth floor of a building and like gets impaled on like iron rot fencing. Just who the eighties, man, how much cocaine do you think was done before someone wrote the script, greenlit it, and then shot the entire movie? Not more than the cast of Lethal Weapon. Or at least Mel Gibson. <laughs> I've been watching uh I started revisiting the Lethal Weapon movies because I think they're all on Netflix or, or one of those streaming services I was watching. Um, similar to Death Wish, they're just mindless, fun shit. The difference with Lethal Weapon, though, is they had, like, real Hollywood budget. Yeah, and those saxophones. Brainy! <laughs> Dude, so Cheers fucking, to that. Yeah, cheers to that. <laughs> Boink! I'm getting too old for this shit. Damn. I'm getting too old for this shit. Have you guys kept up with Top Chef at all? Have we kept up? What what was that, Mike? Uh, have you kept up with Top Chef? I've fallen off. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I was ever current with Top Chef. Hmm, fair enough. I've been. I always get into that too. I'm always in the the little bit of the cooking show game, whatever it is. I just like to watch it. Um. Anyways, I'm also the new gonna one's be pretty good. I'm gonna be honest with you. For like the first thirty seconds after you said that, I was thinking of Iron Chef. Which is fucking phenomenal, too. Damn, Dave. That was like a good 6 out of 10 just rocket burp. Dude, I was saving it for when you guys weren't talking. I'm glad it came through. <laughs> I would rate it a 5. Ooh, a little tougher judge over there. Yeah. I did watch the... Speaking of all that and my confusion, I think it's because the last thing I watched about like any cooking competition show like that was the super cut of the host of iron chef just introducing the secret ingredient and it's like <laughs> it's like 12 minutes long and he's like oreos dude that guy fucking rules he's in a bunch of um uh like action movies yeah he's like a full-time like action actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i had no idea and he kills it He's really good. I feel like, was he in another great series? Was he in the Fast and the Furious franchise? I hope so. I know that you were watching. It would only make it better. You were watching all those movies a couple weeks ago. For the 87th time, I'm sure. Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably 100. But uh, no, we we did a drinking game out of um, Fast and the Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious. And then... The third one came around. We kind of looked at each other like, <laughs> I don't think we can <laughs> make it through another hour and a half of this. Um, not because 
the movies are bad, but just because we were drinking a lot. Um, oh, you did both in one night. Oh yeah, back to back for sure. Yeah, it's too much. We fucking like wrote the rules out on a big old, you know, like eighteen by twenty four sheet of paper for each one. Yeah, and we're like, no, 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 we fucking did it. Drink another one. And, <laughs> It get it gets pretty rowdy. If you're bored and listening, Google that. Google that. Watch that by yourself or with somebody else. Oh god, don't do it. You'll by thank yourself. me later. There's uh some friends of mine uh have been doing like nightly watch parties. Um and they uh there's a I guess like a party watch app or something where you can like load it on your phone or on your computer and you like all talk together. I don't know really how it's any different than like just having a group chat and everyone agreeing that you're going to watch the movie at the same time. But it seems like a good way to have some camaraderie. Are you saying we should do that this week? Maybe. I'm in. And then we just turn this into a movie review channel because at least we can watch movies and review them while restaurants are closed. Sure. What do you want to start with? Oh, the Princess Bride. Uh, I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> no. Drinking game from the Princess Bride. I'd be into that. Every time they all have to be drinking games for sure. Every time yeah. he says inconceivable, they have to be movie review slash games. Damn. Hmm. Okay. This already sounds like a lot of rules. I mean, we could. You know, I have dodgeball on right now. I could turn it off and save it, but you know, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. You should just start with Rocky. You know, I haven't seen that all the way through for ten plus years, so let's do it. That's a good one. The whole Rocky series, and then you can even get into the the Creed series if you want to, because those are tangentially related. Can you take me high yeah. Oh. I was at the grocery store today, as I've mentioned, and the worst blend of fucking, like, early to mid-2000s music was on. Uh, I had paid no mind to it until Save Me by Nickelback came on, <laughs> which I regrettably know most of the words to because as a teenager that was a really good song to me why <laughs> what the happened? chorus is so good like objectively if any other artist had written that song i feel like i would have loved that chorus but it's like you know it's nickelback so like fuck them and then it was like everybody groove to the music everybody dance like backstreet boys and then i think britney spears came on and then it was like, who was it? It was like some hip hop artist. Um, oh, it was Vanilla Ice. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? What? What's 35 year old dork is like running the music for the Cermak Produce right now? <laughs> I did enjoy it though, in like an ironic way. You should take his job. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, wait, man. I so Regional <laughs> director of Cermak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the grocery store experience director. Ambiance director. <laughs> yeah. Of Cermac. They're like, what, what, you know, what did you do in your first 90 days? Well, I put a bunch of fake plants by the entrance and I made a banging playlist for people to listen to while they're buying their groceries. 
Yeah, and the meat section is just a bunch of strobe lights attached to it. <laughs> Instead of like the classic deli sign that's just like hand painted with those giant markers, it's like a flashing light, like and and whatever is on specials in like a revolving case with like neons in it. Dude, sounds awesome. You, there's a waiting list to get in. Hell yeah! <laughs> Nightclub grocery store. Even if the store. joint's empty. Yeah, and like if you show up. And you don't have Groups like groups of women just come in. Like, can we get in? <laughs> Absolutely, ma'am. Dude, when this is over, you guys want to go to a nightclub? Yeah, we can yeah, go to sure. Smart Bar for free. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget you're part of that world. Sort Smart of. Bar isn't really what what I would consider like a night. Like, we don't do bottle service and shit. Like, it's just a dance music club. We can That's go funny. to like. <laughs> What is that place in the West Loop? They probably closed already, but it's like three different rooms of three different experiences. And like <laughs> you can pay any night to like have a VIP experience. It's like $500 a person. See, the bad thing is that sounds awesome right now because I just want to go out anywhere. I just want to do anything. Bro, you say that you would fucking hate it. For sure. Like, you would fucking hate it. Like, you show up and they're like, honestly, you'd be like, I'll go anywhere right now. And you get there and then someone's like, sir, you don't meet the dress code requirements. Please leave. <laughs> if I pre if I pregame uh, well enough, uh, I'm down for anything. Meanwhile, I'm like ready to go to literally like a speakeasy bar in someone's basement and just have them like lay me on the bar and pour tequila in my face. I've just been playing the speakeasy game at home, man. Gotta have happy hour. I saw someone post that fucking there was like a photo of uh the bartender from The Shining and they're like this is what my reflection turns into every day at 6 p.m. Uh, Just another sir. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing aperitivo hour. It's making a bunch of bitter red Italian drinks. I think we were talking about it last week. Yeah, you mentioned last week that you were making like little coffee cordials, but what's aperitivo hour? Well, so we've uh, hybridized. Today was uh, uh, frozen drinks. So the blender was used today, and uh, frozen daiquiris and whatever. Um, nice little change of pace. Something a bit more boozy. A bunch of rum in them all, you know. Ooh, yeah, Dave, you were drinking a shitload of rum like a couple weeks ago when we were talking. Yeah, I was on the. I've been on a coconut kick in general, and so I decided to go with rum with that. Um, now I'm all out of rum. Oh, it's like Johnny Depp has just joined the podcast. I would do an impression, but I can't, so sorry. I'll leave that to you, Brett. Where's the rum going? That there was just go. like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ringo's here. Hey, everybody. Where's the rum? Well, speaking of aperitifs, I need some Campari. Um, that's an aperitif, right? Uh, or am I? Okay, yes. cool. Um I need some of that because I've been craving Negronis. Dude, Negronis. I would give. I would give. Craving. I would give half a nut for a Parsons frozen Negroni right now. Dave, you know what you got to do, and Brett as well. If you're both stocked in High Life and you have Campari and sweet vermouth, do one part Campari, one part sweet. Top it with like four parts High Life over ice. Yeah. Banging. Beer, beer Negroni? Mm-hmm. It's, a beer. it's like an Americano with beer or whatever you want to call it. Mm, that sounds okay. amazing. They're the best. That sounds so good. 
I bought a bunch of Baileys and some decaf coffee to like tease myself into having like after dinner drinks that don't involve like real hard liquor. I have one and then I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the hard liquor. <laughs> yeah, you're like, where's my buzz? Yeah, I don't, this is fine, but I just, now my, my, there's too much sugar in my mouth. Also, this coffee isn't giving me a buzz. Gotta get some cold brew, man. You been drinking coffee in the morning, by the way? Yeah, I've been drinking coffee in the morning. I like, I like, uh, still on the, uh, yesterday's cold stuff? Kind of. Uh, we've got it both. Um, I, I really, I think I just like the ritual of like making coffee now. Like it helps me sort of like get my morning started. Um, that, and I finally bought like real coffee, um, instead of like the shitty generic stuff that I was bought panic buying at the grocery store. I got like some Sputnik coffee, which is roasted down the South side. We had a bag of the Gallo blend from Intelligentsia. My buddy Mike, who I work with, um, with his coffee company, Dogma Coffee, um, he's going to send me a care package that should be here in a few days. Um, and he's, oh, nice. He's got a lot of good, like, single origin blend stuff. Yeah, I wound up with a bag of his coffee once upon a time. It was really good. Yeah, dude. I like, so um, it's roasted here in Chicago um, by the metric homies, but it's all according to like their taste profiles and like all that stuff. So like it's, you know, locally made um, really great quality stuff and it's all small batch. So you don't have to worry about getting like an old batch of coffee, um, which I hate. You want to do a shot? Yes. So I'll go fuck myself, Dave. Cheers. Cheers. Prove it. Prove it. I'm drinking Zubrovka, by the way. I'm drinking... Tequila Blanco. Drinking more Woodford. Ooh. Puts hair on your chest. Ooh. We were just talking briefly over the shot break about other things we're doing to keep busy. And Dave and I have both been making a lot of music, Mike. Uh, I know that you've been painting and stuff, but we've been demoing a bunch of shit. And we're just kind of talking through the frustrations about, yeah. like, how hard it is to kind of want to write some stuff and then like you listen to it and you're the only person that listens to it and that's all you do all day and then you just overthink it and then it just goes away. <laughs> yeah. yeah it sounds like painting. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd be cool with your paintings when this is all, I mean, hopefully when this is all over to compile these all in a little like notebook, like take pictures of them all and that's like, commemorative of this time of your life yeah you should do a little zine and then we'll throw you an art show and dave and i's music will be in the background there we go so i thought of doing something kind of similar to that and thinking like okay well can i host like you know maybe a bangers or something um an art show but somehow like make it virtual and have it be like a fundraiser towards something. So where people, maybe they buy the stuff and it goes towards something or, you yeah. know what I mean? It's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got carte blanche to do whatever you want at Bangers, you know, like you're a partner. So like you could go hang a bunch of artwork and then like take a tripod and just like do a virtual gallery showing. And then discuss like 
okay, well, I did this piece about this and like da da da. And, you know, if you'd like to buy it, you know, all the proceeds benefit our staff, XYZ. And then kind of do that for like a half hour and then like cheers everybody out and then like push everyone to a link to buy mm-hmm. stuff. That sounds super cool. Yeah, I think um, like if you partnered with like one of these tattoo shops or like Sideshow Gallery or something where they could have some of their stuff featured too, just yeah. kind of expand the reach, I think that'd be really cool. Oh, for sure. Like um, Scott from Western Exhibitions, he comes in uh, pretty often, or him and the crew, I should say, and uh, look at some crowders to go and. Uh, last week he bought a bottle of ancient age and a couple crawlers and whatnot. Um, partnering with them and like creating some sort of virtual thing over there to kind of, oh, nice. um, you know, benefit the whole thing would it'd be cool for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're trying to figure out, we did a live streaming event uh, yesterday for Metro. Um, Nightmares on Wax was supposed to play on like the 18th um, of April and they were, they're doing a whole, they were going to do a whole tour celebrating the 25th anniversary of Smoker's Delight. And so we talked to the dudes at Warp Records and we were like, all right, you know, send me the masters or not the masters, but like high quality files and like some artwork. And I just made like a little video that was like an hour and a half long, you know, the whole length of the record. And then at 4.20 PM on 4.20, we just streamed the whole thing live. Um, just to kind of be like, hey, you know, if you're excited about the show and obviously it's not happening, so tune in and we'll all vibe on the record together. Um, that went over pretty well. But anything is better than nothing these days. Like giving mm. giving people an excuse to like tune in and have some sort of like social community over music or art or whatever, I've been like drawn to more so than before all this started. Yeah, if you throw it on uh, Instagram live video, yeah, people are just sitting home on their phones. They'll tune in. I tune into a lot of them. Um, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, dude. I mean, and it's super simple to do. I mean, we figured out how to do a podcast from three different rooms, so you can figure out how to <laughs> how to do an art event over you know with a MacBook or an iPhone or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, guilty pleasure of my IG live that I've been uh, watching like every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Topanga from Boy Meets World. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Daniel Fisher and her, her husband, this uh, uh, radio personality, Jensen, uh, that they, they do like this, uh, they call it scorantine, where they give away stuff. Uh, in their house by answering trivia questions. Just like random stuff. Yeah, random shit that like that they don't want anymore, but is kind of cool. And uh, wow, it's from Topanga. You know, fuck it. So um, <laughs> I've been tuning into this shit, trying to win fucking like random things. But um, have you? Are you familiar with Bill Pulte? No. He's this dude on Twitter. I have no idea who really who he is. I just see like people like and comment on his tweets, but like he's this like millionaire philanthropist and like every day he's like thinking of giving away $2,000 and then it'll be like 25, 45,000 replies and like thousands of retweets and and likes and shit and then 
he'll like post screenshots and he'll be like make sure that your notifications are on for when i surprise you and he just like sends random people random amounts of money because they like follow him on twitter i mean that makes me happy but that also pisses me off but that's another story i mean it's the haves and the have-nots bro Mm-hmm. You gonna start giving away money on Twitter? Ooh, Dave is gonna do a dab for us live. Yeah, Dave. No, I am not. Do some drugs, Dave. Do them. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. Some of that hardcore shit. Everybody does drugs. Don't be shy, Dave. Are you high right no. now? Do you ever get nervous? No, uh, I'm not high right now. <laughs> and yes, I always, I'm always nervous. What are you talking about? Do you ever get nervous? Do you ever get nervous? <laughs> people know, dude. People people can tell. I think you get nervous. I get nervous all the time, dude. <laughs> dude. Shut the fuck up, dude. See, like, this What's is what I'm saying. Right now, Dave? I've been watching so much Vanderpump Rules now that I just want to, like, fight with you after you diss me. Like, fuck you, you fucking dick. <laughs> I'm not working your shifts tomorrow straight up bro i respect you i respect you i respect the hell out of you but i will fuck you up dude i hate your ass right now dude go back inside dad and then it's like the next episode they're like i love you so much bro so have you seen that one it's like uh i don't know it's that kid who's like yeah fuck you bro now fuck you bro yeah it's like a youtube thing is it kind of like that is that what you're talking about they're parodying like this type of show oh, okay yeah, and like it, where where it's like an argument, and then it's like a single camera with someone in like a very very made up room that's like filmed clearly months after this happened, and they're like, honestly, if Dave doesn't get his act together, we're gonna have a problem, <laughs> you know. And then it like cuts back to like the next day. You're like, oh god. But also, what happened? Got to watch the next three episodes in a row to find out. That's what I do. Dude, you got to try these new edibles I got. Email me. What are they? It's from Mindy's. Mindy's Edibles, like Mindy's Hot Chocolate. Um, How do you go about like ordering a... those? I'm, I'm Just for listeners and myself. Oh, yeah. So I have my medical card through um, Mocha. And Mocha right now is only medical. Mm-hmm. So... I log in online. I place my order. Most of the time, like if you if you uh, order it within like the parameters that they have, you can pick it up that day, like maybe an hour or two afterwards. So Mindy does these edibles where it's a 25 pack or a 50 pack, and I think the 25 pack are five mil little candies, and the 50 pack are two mils. Perfect. So I'm down for the twos, is what I mean. That's what I want. Um, so it's been funny. I I polished off these um, two mil little like sweet tart uh, candies. Mm-hmm. Switched over to these like two mil um, gummies. It's such a low dosage, but like to switch from one to the other is so different, you know. You yeah. kind of become accustomed to the one, and then you say what's up to the other one. You go, oh, it's <laughs> kind of strong or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so now I'm on these little two mil uh, little sweet candies that Mindy has, and dude, they're they're cool, man. Um, makes it interested in like the whole 
you know, creation process of them all and whatnot. That sounds awesome, dude. Cool. I, uh, I definitely, we've just been riding the CBD train, I think here in the house. Like we had some edibles that we got from you, Mike, and then I still have some stuff from rhythm, like some pens. Um, but what'd you get from me? I got those. You gave me a couple sweet tarts. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, <clears throat> cops don't listen to this part. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but no, I've still got I've I've got like a sleepy time pen from Rhythm and like a let's play guitar for three and a half hours straight pen from Rhythm and I've been using those <laughs> intermittently. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just like oh, dude, that riff, and then like I look at this four hour like jam session that I just had like one thing on loop that I just <laughs> doodled over and I'm like I'm not going to listen to all this. I did write a song yesterday though that was the first song that I've like written completely like all the guitars, bass, drums, you know, like lead parts and vocals. I did it all in like three and a half hours. Oh nice. Like it just came together super quick and then I like sent it to some people at like one in the morning and no one responded within like fifteen minutes and I was like, This song is trash. <laughs> totally <laughs> eat. And then and then people the next day were like, This sounds good, man. Like, yeah, you should do some more. Like obviously it's pretty it's a demo, you made it in your house, but like jam it with your friends and I'm like, No. If it's not good enough for the public now, it'll never be good enough. <laughs> I'll put it on repeat for like a month. Just like forcibly love it. Speaking of um, the intro to Open Bottle Syndrome, is done by who? Uh, I I did all that. Oh, there you go. It was that was a demo for my old band Melting Sun that I uh, I doctored up and turned into a little intro stinger and outro stinger for the podcast because I really liked the the riff and then never had a band to play it with. But you're now you're in Cloud Cruiser. That's right. Make sure you go go and check them out on Instagram at cloud cruiser shy uh we just put out a song on 420 yesterday as a part of the sugar records um compilation that they put together um for the to celebrate the legalization of marijuana in illinois they made a a little i think it's a nine track album and it's the wax is made with terpenes uh so that it will smell it'll smell like weed when you open it Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so we got on there with a song called King Couch, which is all about being high as fuck on your couch. I can't relate. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Dave is one eye open, one one eye closed. (laughs) Dave is zooted right now, straight up. No, the irony is not lost on me as someone who, like, doesn't really smoke that much weed that I play guitar in a fucking, like, very ostensibly stoner metal band that, like a lot of the a lot of the messaging and and imagery is all about marijuana but like i just i just like the riffs man yeah how is that or so is it a four piece or a five Uh, five yeah they were a three piece until i joined and now we're a four piece okay yeah so the other three what do they get down on um like drug use wise (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean like uh as a weed conversation, are they stoners in the stoner metal band? A hundred percent. Well, two like? of them are. Um, one of them doesn't really, I don't, I wouldn't say doesn't do anything like that, but um, 
Gorgar drummer, he just is kind of like he's a gearhead so his his infatuation and like his release is like retubing amplifiers and retolexing cabinets and you know putting new pickups in a guitar whereas you know tim and ryan uh you know practice starts when they light the joint sort of thing um or pass the one hitter or pens and blunts and all that kind of stuff um so <laughs> there's no shortage in the practice space um you know when we're there to practice but rarely do i find myself partaking especially because like i've been in the band for such a short amount of time that like if i get too high and then try and practice and fuck up i'm gonna be like so pissed at myself dwelling on it yeah i'm gonna be like guys i can't play i did too much of the of the weed smoke (laughs) (laughs) you did this to me But no, it's it's all fun. Um, it's definitely helped me acclimate to the legalization. I think I joined the band in like uh, November, December, and then when everything was legalized, I was like, "All right, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play into this a little more. Like, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy weed, because I just didn't before. I just didn't like it. I was, I was always like a well, what, what's this Mezcal all about? Like, I'll spend $75 on a nice bottle of Mezcal, and, and people, I'd be like, how much do you buy weed for? That's like 70 bucks. Fuck you. Same thing, man. Right. The Mezcal lasts you shorter. Yeah, 100%. And it just, I feel shittier when I wake up than if I just spent the money on weed. But yeah, check out uh, our new single, Cloud Cruiser Chicago. Google it. Find us on Bandcamp. Stream that shit. I think Sugar delayed the release of the album because of all the Corona stuff, but it'll be out shortly. You can still stream everything. We're on there with the dudes in, I think, Resins on the record and a bunch of other great artists from Chicago. I guess High Priest on there as well. Yeah, love those dudes. We played our record release show with those guys at the Beat Kitchen, and it's fucking, I mean, they're an amazing band. So give it some love. All right, guys. Uh, where do you want to hit up first when this is all over? Where, do you, where are you going to first? The first place I'm going to is my car. And I'm driving. <laughs> I'm driving I mean, to Red Hot Fucking Ranch and I'm getting a cheeseburger. Like the 4th of July. Just like the 4th of July. What about you, Mike? Um, you know, today's Tuesday. I was really thinking about doing Owen and Engine. I really hoped that was open. I could just... Oh. Rip into one of those fucking cheeseburgers. Yeah, so, they've got a good cheeseburger too. I'm down for that. What about you, Dave? I, I think I have to hit up uh, Longman and Eagle for brunch. Oh, I think real? that's oh. got to be my my spot. Two thumbs up for me. Absolutely, that sounds amazing. I mentioned that this morning as well. Really? Dude, fuck yeah. Get the classic breakfast with a side of toast and their like house-made jam. Oh, that's perfect. God, I miss it so much. How do you do your eggs, Dave? I say over medium. Bacon or sausage? I say sausage. Ooh, okay. Mike's yeah. quite different. Mike's a bacon boy. I'm a bacon boy? And I'm I either need... scrambled or over easy. Same. Mm, okay. Maybe sunny if I'm feeling saucy. What's your go-to, I just closed down at 4 a.m., I'm going to get food somewhere, where do you go? I once wrote a 
hilarious review of Arturo's tacos on Yelp <laughs> about that very situation. I had gone on like an all day margarita tour with some friends and had like ended up on the Western Blue Line at like three in the morning. And it was like I had their Al Pastor burrito and it like saved my life. I was literally thinking either Lazo's or Arturo's. I just couldn't decide which one. And depending on how drunk you are, you don't really know which one you're walking into. <laughs> I still don't know. No. <laughs> I also <laughs> fell asleep. Y'all got burritos here. Dude, I fell asleep one time in the Lazo's dining room with my friend Megan that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> the four of us had, like, it was me and my buddy Brandon and his friend and then Megan and I. And we were out in Logan Square, like, tearing it up one night. And I'm like, okay, I have to eat. And Megan's like, sure, yeah, you know. I'll come with you. And I, I realized now it was she was just chaperoning me because I was so fucking drunk. And <laughs> we sit down, and I, all I remember is getting guacamole and, like, eating guacamole. And then my burrito came, and that's all I remember. The next thing I remember is her putting me in the back of an Uber and sending me home with a to-go bag and then clowning me in the group chat the next day with photos of me literally like passed slouched out. over in my seat, passed out, having <laughs> eaten nothing but guacamole and one bite of my burrito. Beautiful. <laughs> Damn. It's an oasis. How many of that you do you think there are in a night? especially on a weekend at either spot. They wouldn't be open if there weren't many, many people like me. They have to be. I mean, they're open 24 hours for a reason. Yeah, yeah, true. It's like <clears throat> construction workers and drunk idiots. That's why I love, um, uh, what's it called? It's like just north of Owen and Engine um, on Western. You guys know what I'm talking about? The 24-hour breakfast joint? Dude, Golden Nugget? Oh, yes. yeah. Fucking gold nugget, man. The best. Dude, you can get a $6 breakfast there still. I would go to Golden Nugget or. Uh, what is it? It's uh, Ashton and North Ave. Oh, uh, Hollywood? Hollywood Grill. Hollywood's yeah. good. The hat go across the street is also open pretty fucking late. Chicken fried steak all day. That's what I would fucking. I would hit for sure. Or White Castle. That's isn't that twenty four? Yeah, dude. Yeah, on Addison and um, Kedzie. Kedzie. Yeah. Dave, what's your four a.m. lunch spot? I, I definitely think either Lazos or Arturos, for sure. Same same boat. Yeah. Or White Castle, obviously. You can't go wrong. Regardless, the day that we can all go back to normalcy, uh, it's going to be a long one. So. Yeah, that's true. Lots of spots to go to. Lots of spots I'm to go to. I'm definitely getting Wendy's. Bro, Wendy's. Baconator. Shout out to my... Have you had their breakfast? What? Yeah, I yeah, had the Baconator. Until like <laughs> three or something. Every day, I think. I had no idea they were doing breakfast. Uh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> but Come on. I expected more, but maybe they just need to refine it a little bit, you know? Fair. They're new in the game. Yeah. Can you imagine if Popeye's did, like, breakfast biscuits? I would weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> and at that, we're going to wrap everything up, guys. If you're trying to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at The Open Bottle Syndrome. 
And again, my name is Mike. If you're looking for me on Instagram, my tag is Van the Number One G. Hell yeah, I'm Brett Crawford. You can find me on Instagram at Brett underscore CRA. And I'm David Baxo. Uh, see you next week. I can be found at David Baxo on Instagram. And hey, a quick reminder. We all know these times are crazy. We all know these times are unprecedented. But find a moment. Text some loved ones. Text some friends. Text some coworkers. Check in on people. See how they're doing. You might not know who's waiting to hear from you. And with that, I'm going to cheers my boys. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Clean. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>